The antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck.
This is The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. I was emailed a hilarious comment a few days ago, and it said, Quarantine has turned us into dogs. We roam the house all day looking for food. We are told no if we get too close to strangers, and we get really excited about car rides. I mean, maybe that sums up my house, and maybe it does for yours as well. But something else I was craving was really good hard music. So I got in touch with Stephen and Josh of The Persuaded for a talk about their faith, their music, and their phenomenal full-length, Dawn of Destruction. You just heard To My Brothers, one of the tracks from that release. My chat with the band begins in a minute, but probably just like you, I'm having a really tough time getting out of bed in the morning. Maybe this track will replace your alarm clock. From The Persuaded comes Time to Rise. The Antidote is meeting both Josh and Stephen of The Persuaded. Guys, thanks so much for coming to The Antidote. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. I'd love to hear about the beginning. So, like, (laughs) who persuaded who to put The Persuaded together? (laughs) Take it over, buddy. (laughs) That was actually me. Um, I started the band in 2010. Um, It was just me and my cousin Trent who used to play drums for us, we started the band together. Um, started out just playing garages and graduated up to local venues and then playing out of state and then regional touring and then national touring. And years later and several lineup changes later, we're, we're here. And <laughs> it's uh, you know still going strong. Well, it's been a decade. So here you go, 25 words or less. How much has changed in those years? <laughs> a bunch. <laughs> Everything uh, from, like I said, the lineup to stylistic changes to everything. Um, you know, one thing has remained, though, and that's just our love and passion for Jesus and, and just ministry and everything and, and just people overall. You know, that's only, I think, strengthened over the years, so. Um, I'm definitely happy with the where the band is now. There was the one thing that I was going to bring up, because what I've been finding is that you now have like a bigger sound, and it's also much, I guess, crisp and clearer. Every band starts somewhere. So for now, maybe we should just keep this back onto the early days. What was the process like as you put together your very first EP? It was... Um, so actually what happened was we... 
recorded on a Blackberry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Might as well have been. We, we, we did a, a battle of the bands at, um, at a local venue back in my hometown, and the prize was to record this EP. And so we went, we recorded four songs, and yeah, it was just, you know, recorded in a, just a studio out in the middle of nowhere, Lewisburg, Tennessee, and um, yeah, we put that out, and you know, years later, as we started putting out new music, I decided that no one should ever have to hear that EP again, so I <laughs> took it down. <laughs> um, uh, but you didn't bury it very well, because I found it. Some people still have it. It's crazy. I don't know. I have like the last remaining physical copies in my room right now, which is nuts. You can run, but you can't hide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't from their first release, but we heard Across the Line from the Persuaded's 2015 EP. Let's find out about how faith is the key to this band. Before you delete it from Bandcamp, let's talk about one of the songs from that self-titled, because it has okay. a song called Glorified, and wow, it does yeah. lay out your faith. Has that always been the intention of the Persuaded to be Christ-focused? Yeah, I mean... um, 
for me, you know, my relationship with God is very personal to me. It's very close to my heart. And, um, you know, I, I know for a fact I would not be alive to this day if it wasn't for what Christ has done in my life. And so um, my lyrics have always been very, very faith-based, you know, and, and probably always will be. Yeah, like I just, I love when I, you know, when I write to just give glory to the man who saved my life. And ultimately just, you know, the focus of The Persuaded has always been to just to help people and, and meet people where they're at and help people through difficult times and, and you know, mental health and things like depression and anxiety has always been a huge focus for me um, when it came to my lyrics and, and my overall ministry and going through those things in my life and getting through those things was largely due to to Christ, you know, and his influence and effect on my life. So, yeah, that's just, that's why my lyrics have always been very just faith-based and why, you know, I've always been very unashamed about my faith and what God's done for me. Does this mean that you've always been a Christian? I, see, I was raised um, in a partially Christian home. Uh, my mom was very strong in her faith, but I, I didn't really discover a real relationship with God for myself until my early teen years. The Persuaded have been given a lot of labels. You know, rock, hard rock, metal, metalcore, post-hardcore. I've even seen you guys described as just being gospel. How do you see your band? I think uh, progressive and not like progressive, like the genre, but just progressive in style and um, open-minded. And, and we try to be diverse as we can, you know, like I'm sure if you've heard our, our old EPs in the, you know, the full album now, you've noticed a stylistic change over time, you know, and, and, and that's still happening even now, you know, writing new songs. We're especially now. <laughs> yeah. Especially now. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, we, we've always just kind of um, wanted to just try new things and just see what we can do, you know, how we can push the boundary, how we can progress. And, you know, we just like to try new things. So it, it's definitely changed a lot. But I, I would just say at, at, at the root of it all, you know, the persuaded is just, you know, rock and roll. It's well, it's in our veins. <laughs> <laughs>
What is it that makes you want to change your sound? Is it just you're bored with what you've been doing and you want to try a fresh challenge? What it is is honestly just, I think with time, you know, your tastes change and the things that you like change. And, um, you know, overall, I just like to try new things. I just like to, to challenge myself and see what I can do. Um, I didn't know that I could carry, you know, a full metalcore song vocally and play guitar at the same time before I tried it. And that was really a cool, like, discovery for me, you know, is, is being able to challenge myself. And I'm challenging myself more and more as time goes on to see what I can do instrumentally, vocally, and lyrically. Just I just really like to try new things. What do those style changes do then for your fans? Do you ever find that you alienate them because you don't sound how you used to? It's never really been an issue before. Um, at the beginning, we really didn't have much of a following. So there wasn't you know, many people to get mad. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say most people know us now because of our, our debut full-length album that we did you know, on Rockfest Records. And that opened up a, a lot of you know, new fans to our music. And I think there's always going to be those people who, you know, don't like the new things that you do. But I think the people who really support your band and really believe in what you're doing um, will come with you no matter what. What about those fans? Are they coming from a Christian background or non-Christian? It depends. I mean, a lot of them are Christians and, um, a lot of them aren't. When we tour, we tour both in the in the Christian and in the mainstream and uh, Christian venues and non-Christian venues. So we try to branch out as much as we can and bring in people of all different types of of beliefs and things like that. Our music is definitely music for everyone, and hopefully people who listen to our music can find something of value and, and find hope and faith through it you know and and we try to really just just write positive and encouraging lyrics you know well you've talked about your music appealing to everybody come on now honestly josh how many seniors listen to your band a lot actually you <laughs> you'd be really surprised when we post anything on facebook or go live um it's like on 50% there. old. Yeah, like, like people are just like... older. I know like the older women don't like to be called old, but... <laughs> uh, seasoned. Yeah, seasoned, <laughs> seasoned life livers. <laughs> oh, you are being so politically correct right now. It's like a food. Hey, would you like to try a new seasoned life liver? <laughs> <laughs> With I hot would, sauce. I would not eat that. <laughs> Dude, oh my gosh. That'd be gross. <laughs> Well, you'd mentioned before about the new album, Dawn of Destruction. Interesting part about that is that quite a few of the songs from The Persuaded's Broken and Reborn ended up coming on to Dawn of Destruction. But you left out the song alone, which is one of my favorites. So how did you pick and choose? Um, we chose the ones that we most believed in, you know, the ones that we played live the most and fan favorites and all that. Um which I actually I wanted alone on the album, but it ended up coming down to just a choice with our producer and the label and 
and all of us to not have that song, which was a bummer. But I think the songs that really meant the most to us and really meant like the most to the fans ended up on the album. But we knew that signing a record deal and doing a full length album and everything that we would be leaving those old albums behind and starting a new chapter. And so we wanted to bring some of the old songs that we felt really defined us as a band into the fold with the new songs that we had written. And so we were able to give an album to the world as, you know, this is who the persuaded is Um, at this moment in time. This is who we've been in the past. And you kind of just get, you know, the full package. How much of a change did it make for the persuaded to go from being independent to signing to a label? It was a weird change. You know, being used to being independent for so long, you know, there's a lot of changes that happen whenever you are on a label and different people in the kitchen as far as, you know, just, you know, business-wise, you know, and making different decisions and stuff that you would normally do that yourself. So getting used to working with the team versus um, working by yourself is definitely a weird change but it ultimately i think it was a really positive thing especially at the start because we were able to present our music to people who otherwise probably wouldn't have heard it before gotten a lot of cool opportunities to do some really cool things what's up i'm josh and i'm steven we're from the persuaded and you're watching disney channel (laughs) that's so cool (laughs) i love that Drowned in herself warm 
One of my early favorites from The Persuaded, that was alone from their Broken and Reborn release. No one would call them a sound-alike band, but obviously there can be similarities. Let's hear about that in the song Unashamed. The Persuaded has often been compared to bands like Disciple. Did that make it inevitable that you'd have Kevin Young featured on the song Unashamed? Yeah, like it was it was really cool cuz Disciple was a band that really meant a lot to me in high school and listening to music and stuff and really inspired me the way they do things and and the way they've always operated has really inspired me a lot. We played a bunch of shows with Disciple and you know all the Disciple guys have become good friends of ours and we know all of them. So I just asked Kevin, you know, if he wanted to be on the song. I thought that you know, his voice and, and his overall beliefs and, and the just his personality and everything would just be amazing on the song. So I asked him if he wanted to do it, and, and he said yes. And so he came to Nashville one day, and we knocked it out. It was super fun. How oh, cool. He is such a distinctive voice. Absolutely. He does. There's no doubt whenever his voice comes on in the verse that it's him. <laughs> I read something about the Dawn of Destruction album coming out of personal struggles. Can you fill us in? Yeah, it was just just a lot of things, you know, emotionally, mentally. You know, it was a hard, hard time for us just overall as a band. And um, the songs were written over the course of, well, the newer songs anyway, were written over the course of about three years Um from 2015 to 2019 uh we started recording the album in in 2016 and actually didn't finish until 2019 which was crazy and so that is a little bit of the struggles that we kind of had to go through you know there was there was a lot of just personal struggles with just with us and our producer and you know every single time we turned around the album was getting delayed and not getting done and then, of course, we had to go through signing to the label and everything, and then them deciding when the album was going to come out and all that. And so there were so many delays, and, and then us just going through different things in our lives.
last song that we did for the album was the song Wolves. You know, that was a whole thing that we had gone through with different people in our lives who had, we felt had betrayed us. And, you know, we really needed to, to put something in a song. And then when we gave it to the label, they absolutely loved it. And we put it on the album and that ended up being the first single. So it's really cool how it all kind of worked out. I'm almost surprised that that became part of the album. I mean, The Persuaded can be harsh on Dawn of Destruction, but I mean, really with the song Wolves, which is talking about cutting off a relationship because of being portrayed, many Christians say there are no limits to forgiveness. Yeah, it's it's one of those things like, you know, there's a there's a verse in the Bible where Jesus says, if you don't forgive your brother in Christ, then how can God forgive you of your sins? And that has always been really powerful verse to me. You know, for me, I really wanted to to put in the song and stress in the song that, you know, this is a toxic person that is hurting you and pulling you down. And there's just no way you can continue to have this person in your life and live a stable life, you know, and I wanted to stress in the song that, you know, I have forgiven this person. You know, I, I forgive, but that doesn't mean I have to forget or continue to to let this person be a negative influence in my life. And so that, that was a, a big message that I wanted to put forward because I absolutely believe in forgiveness. I believe that we should forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. But they don't have to be an intimate part of your life. Absolutely.
There's a killer track from the Dawn of Destruction album was Wolves. You know, every time I speak with someone lately, the virus topic will come up. Like in this part of my chat with Josh and Stephen. You know, I've been wondering if the persuaded were being prophetic with Dawn of Destruction. First, it's the album title. Then one of the songs is called Forced Silence. And I know I'm taking this totally out of context, but because of COVID-19, forced silence is something just about every band is going through. So how has it affected your band? It affected us a lot because we we started out the year thinking, like, this is absolutely our year. We're going to just stay so busy, be on the road constantly. And we got about three days in to our first tour of the year. And it was a short, just a short run, a couple weeks, just to kind of get out and start and start going and everything. And then we were about to head out for a month with our friends in the protest and Relentless Flood. And uh, about three days into that acoustic tour that we did, shows started canceling because of the virus and things really started ramping up because of the virus. And uh, we ended up having to go home and not even be able to finish the tour completely. And then... Of course, the tour we're supposed to be on right now was completely canceled. And we've had festivals canceled. We were slated to play some some amazing festivals this summer, and those have canceled. And so it's, yeah, definitely a big critical hit for us overall, I mean, financially and, and everything. So we've been trying to figure out how to cope with that. We've been doing, you know, live streams and mostly just writing new music and just working on ideas and things that we're definitely going to do and really plan things out and get get ahead you know while this is all going down so whenever this does lift you know we can come out swinging is it still tough to sort of keep your spirits raised up though with all of this going on not i mean i i think i really battled with it the most um at the beginning um, when this all first started, I was really down and really struggling. And of course, uh, Steven, you know, he never lets me stay in that place. It doesn't work, so. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to pull me up and remind me that, you know, hey, we, there's good that can come out of this. And It's been pretty, like, awesome. Yeah. Like, for the most part, I mean, like, obviously there's, like, days where it's just, like, hard. Um, you know, just like anybody, you know, going through it. But at the same time, it's it's a very beautiful thing because um, it's allowed Josh and I to reach deep inside of ourselves and really pull out, you know, what what's inside, and uh, you know, bringing out songs that we wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, there's no other point in life where you have time to do nothing but you know progress on on especially songwriting like i mean when you're a band you you have to tour a lot you know and and there's a lot on your plate a lot of the time but when you have nothing on your plate and you can just focus on what's inside of you and pulling it out and um just discovering you know new roads that are inside of you that you normally don't have the time to see because of you know agenda and 
Um, it's it's really interesting writing without agenda a part of the equation, you know, and, and you get to really think in detail about things you didn't get to think before. So it's it's been really good in that regard. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, something I've been thinking about over the last couple of weeks is that when an artist is writing new music, it's being flavored by what's happening in their life right at that moment. Yeah. Obviously, for a lot of people, this is a really down, depressing time. And I'm really wondering if that's going to be reflected in the music we're going to see down the road in the next few months. In, in like, a way, I mean... I mean, I don't know. We could, but like, I mean, it's not like we're writing like a full on quarantine song right now, (laughs) you know, but really it's like so far, it's just been about reflecting on everything that's happened. uh, Even just over the last couple of years. Yeah, just like over the last year, you know. Let me take this back a little bit to what we were talking about earlier. I'd like to hear a bit more about Forced Silence. One verse of the song says, Stay in line, comply and survive. Do what you're told or sacrifice your life. Believe the lie until you die. Never speak your mind. I mean, like, wow, what a depressing view of the world. So, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Absolutely. Um, I think, well, really, the second and third verse, um, which is those are those lines, um, is, is the perspective of someone else talking to us, um, telling us what to do. And, and I think, and a lot of times, you know, the world and, and whoever, you know, in your life will tell you those things, like will tell you to shut your mouth and, and be quiet and not speak your mind and not speak up for what you believe in. And, um, you know, the chorus of that song is, is kind of us, you know, fighting back. These words we say are not in vain. You know, we won't hide or be afraid. Um, and, you know, we're going to change this world and not be silent. And that's that's basically what that song is. You know, it's, it's kind of just a back and forth between what the world says and then, you know, what we have to say in response to that.
Forced Silence is a really thought-provoking song from The Persuaded. Obviously, tonight's music on The Antidote has been on the heavier side. And as it usually happens, next week we change up styles. Gatlin Elms comes to speak about his latest release, Locked Doors, an album which deals with the concepts of life, death, time, and the presence of God. This is going to be an interesting visit. Be sure to tune in. Taking this back to the persuaded, on this last part of our talk, the band lays out why they do what they do. And they bring The Fire, the closing song on Dawn of Destruction. Keep well, and I'll see you next week. Let's take it right down to the nuts and bolts. What's the purpose of The Persuaded? The purpose for The Persuaded has always been um, to help people. My goal in the very beginning of starting this band was I wanted to write music and be able to reach out to people struggling and and write music that you know other people in the Christian industry and and just in faith-based music in general maybe don't always do say things that other people may not always say um you know just I would I just wanted to write about real things real topics and you know ultimately just help people you know and, and like I said before you know mental health is um, really important to me. It's it's some it's a, a subject that I'm really passionate about and always have been. So, um, you know, people dealing with suicide, depression, anxiety, things like that, self harm. You know, I want to help those people, reach out to those people, and and you know, let them know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and you know that they're not alone, and that things can and will get better if they just hold on. Is that why you wanted to finish the Dawn of Destruction album with a positive note, with the fire? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, um, the album definitely goes through a journey. You know, it it's me talking from a lot of different points in my life, you know, and definitely towards the end you, you can hear a lot of you know the hopeful songs and and yeah the fire absolutely is is one of those songs my thanks go to josh and steven of the persuaded for coming for this talk with the antidote guys take care keep well thank you so much for having us yeah thank you